0: welcome back to another edition of the educational ad podcast we couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them first thanks to our diamond sponsor varsity brands including bsn varsity spirit and Herf Jones, Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing vital signs bring student achievements to life and gipper sports graphics made incredibly simple thanks to all of our great sponsors welcome back everyone to another episode of the educational ad podcast We're going out to the West Coast today, uh, my home state of Oregon, and we're gonna visit with Kate Williams. Kate's the Assistant Athletic Director at the Catlin Gable School in Portland, Oregon, and she's got uh, some great things to share with us today. Kate, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, and thank you so much for having me this morning.
0: Oh, we're very excited. Uh, You know, glad that uh, uh, the West Coast fires have kind of settled down for a while. Well, as you know, the life of an athletic director is very busy, especially these days. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, where you went to college, uh, and maybe how uh, a love of sports got you into this business.
1: Sure. i um, be happy to. So I am a native Oregonian and I actually attended Catlin Gable School from seventh to 12th grade and was a uh, three sport athlete there for all four years. Had the opportunity to win uh, four state championships as a soccer player and uh, a couple as a track and field athlete. But basketball was my true kind of passion. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to pursue that at Wheaton College in Massachusetts, which is a little division three school, so that took me to the, the East Coast, and I was able to uh, compete and play for them for for four years. I had an injury my, my first year, unfortunately, but for four years, and then um, started coaching for them as a first assistant immediately following graduation. So, um, I was uh, the first assistant there for three years, and um, really felt pretty lucky uh, being under the head coach. I felt like she did a, a great job um, exposing me to the coaching world, uh, would go to the NCA tournaments, women tournaments, and be able to take advantage of some of the the coaching uh, clinics that they offer there while the tournament's going on. And um, also during that time, I was getting my master's in, in social work, and so, um, Uh, it was pretty, pretty fun time, lots of learning going on uh, for me. And, and then I kind of had a calling to to come back to, to Portland, to, to the West Coast. And so did that and uh, always felt very connected to Catlin Gable and to my um, experiences there and was kind of just hoping and, and waiting for the opportunity to to coach the women's basketball team there. And after a, a few years of settling back in Portland, that opportunity came about and uh, lucky enough to have um, been coaching the girls team now for this will be my seventh season as the, the women's head coach at, at Catlin Gable. And in that time too, the, just, Kind of how things work out the the role of assistant athletic director o- opened up and I think my strong um, just my strong connection to the school my long history of of being an athlete and involved in athletics and also working with uh, students and, and children um, as a social worker kind of gave me this unique profile to to um, move into athletic administration. And so I've taken some, some, uh, courses and, um, and some classes with the OSAA and have really loved the, the position, um, and just being around the student athletes again, being, um, back at Catlin and, and growing in that way.
0: It's always, uh, I think very special when, uh, athletes uh, you know coaches can come back to their own school and uh and so see it maybe through fresh eyes what were some things that you noticed uh, upon returning from uh coaching collegiately uh what were some things that you noticed uh, at your alma mater that you know wow we do a really good job here and for those our listeners catlin gable is is kind of a you know a legendary school in uh, in oregon a very successful program but uh, Kate, what were some things that you immediately saw that you know? Hey, we do a real good job, but I think we can do even better.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I think I think we do a really really good job there, um, and our coaching staff does a really good job of wanting to make sure that we we know and that we understand kind of the whole student athlete, you know, it is academics first at our school and, um, athletics second. So, you know, our coaches aren't just like, Oh, we're, you know, we're coming into the gym and or onto the field just for that practice time. They're connecting with the kids. They're making sure that their academics are going well. They're making sure that, you know, if they need a little extra support, if they're struggling in a way, um, that they can be, um, a resource for them that they can be, you know, um, a strong figure for them to lean on if they, if they need to throughout their, their high school career. So.
0: You talked a little bit about some of your coaches and uh, in our profession, uh, we always preach, you know, mentoring and leadership. Um, Who are some of your other mentors uh, either growing up um, or maybe people that you've worked with or worked for? Uh, I always like to use the phrase. uh, uh, I still hear the voices of my mentors when I'm talking to coaches or or people. So, uh, whose voices do you still hear?
1: I I still hear my college basketball coach who then I, I coached under, um, you know, so all together, you know, we had about a seven, seven year kind of relationship. I still talk to her. I was just text messaging with, with her this morning. And I still hear her, her voice and she's at, um, University of Hartford right now coaching um, but that that's one that I, I hear constantly and actually the soccer um, high school soccer coach that I played under at Catlin um, his voice is kind of constantly <laughs> coming in and in and out too so I I, um, I enjoy that kind of way of, of thinking about it so um, but I've been really fortunate to have a lot of great mentors and a lot of great um, teachers that a lot of teachers I had at Catlin Gable I hear those those voices too and um coaches as as well and so and Sandy Lou I was working um with her right at Catlin she's athletic director and I think she does a great job kind of exposing continuing to expose me to athletic administration and and giving me opportunities to learn within this this field as well so
0: I appreciate you sharing that Mm -hmm. Um, let's go and jump right in and talk about uh, COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly, it's had an impact since uh, you know appearing you know basically last spring and, and wiping out spring sports. Um, this fall, we've seen a, a variety of responses uh, across the country. You know, some states have uh, canceled seasons. Uh, some states have moved the sports around. Uh, others have just said business as usual. Hey, we're going to play. Uh, in Florida. We uh, delayed for a month and uh, then, you know, started back up with, uh, you know, I guess you would say the traditional fall season sports, but we still have schools now that are just getting back. And we're recording this for our listeners. This is uh, October 1st. Um, Hopefully things have changed by the time this airs. But uh, Kate, what's happening right now in Oregon? What's happening at Catlin Gable with regard to return to school as well as return to play?
1: Sure. Um, so right now, Catlin Gable is fully remote. Um, the governor's set out some matrix that need to be met before schools can, can return to um, in-person learning. So uh, we are remote. We are a, a preschool through 12th grade um, school. So our, our little preschool um, can meet on campus, but our K through 12th is all, all remote. Um, the OSAA has um, kind of, shifted things as well and moved them to, to season. So our hope is that season two um, would be the start of our winter sports and everything would run for, for seven weeks. Um, season three would be our traditional fall sports and they would run for seven weeks. And then at the very end, season four um, would be our traditional spring sports that would end a little bit later in in june than they typically do um, so everyone's just kind of shifted for for right now um, we are able to and we are fortunate enough at Catlin to have the space to do it um, and the resources to do it we are able to bring very small cohorts on um, campus and and do some um conditioning stuff outside for our athletes um, so we are able to do to do that for, for our school. So I think everyone um, is just kind of waiting to, to see what the numbers do to see about um, that season two and, and starting the traditional winter sports back up. Um, so a, a little bit of a waiting game still in Oregon.
0: Um And I know a couple other states are following that model, Uh, you know, New York, for example, just uh, this week, they uh, started up their fall sports after a long, long delay. Uh, I'm curious, what's been the response of, you know, your student athletes and and, and your parents, you know, how are they taking all of these changes?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean... I think we all want to be back on the field and we all want to be back on, on the gym, the the student athletes, especially and, and us as administrators, wanting to give them that opportunity. But we also understand um, the gravity of the of the situation in the pandemic and we want to do it in a in a way that keeps everyone safe. So I think um, our community understands that. Um, and they they're grateful for the the small opportunities to come on campus, and they're just waiting to see as well. And I think something that that Sandy and I uh, felt really good about is is we d- developed a virtual athletic curriculum, and that um, was actually in collaboration and with the help of athletic directors and, and coaches on a national um, scale that we can provide our student athletes when we aren't able to to bring them on um on campus and have them play but I, I would say that our community in general has been very understanding
0: let's uh i mean that's great again they don't have any choice but it's it's nice that they're not uh you know yelling and screaming let's go and talk a little bit about that i i had a chance to you know trade some emails with you and um and uh sandy your your idea about your curriculum uh that you created uh share that if you can uh, kind of some broad brushstrokes of uh, how you created it you know what it actually is and then um, uh, again we, we want to make sure we give our listeners a chance to get in touch with you if they have more questions about that so tell us about this virtual athletic curriculum
1: sure so um we're thinking back in the, in the springtime, and I think much like everyone, we're just trying to piece, piece things together, you know, um, and so we had our spring coaches sending workouts out, finding ways to connect, sending videos out, but we felt coming in the fall time that we really needed uh, some sort of plan, a plan, whether, because we didn't really know what we would be able to do or, or not do. So um, at Catlin, we, we use a lot of the principles of three-dimensional coaching. And so um, we thought about, all right, those second and third dimensions, that kind of s- emotional and mental side of the, the student athlete doesn't probably get the attention during the season that all the coaches would hope. You know, I think uh, even I as a coach, you're like, okay, we're going to do goals every day and we're going to do, you know, we're going to focus on the communication and leadership and all that stuff. And then you get in the season, you're like, oh, well, I gotta, I gotta prep for that press break, you know, or I gotta get, and um, you know, with no ill will or anything, some of those things sometimes get pushed to the side and they're, they're very important. They're very important in the development of, of a student athlete, those emotional and, and mental side of the game. So that's kind of where we started from. And then we, we it's a 12 week curriculum that has themes. So each, each week is a theme such as motivation, empathy, giving and receiving feedback, communication, and um, they're actually click, you know, click and go lessons. You, it's a, it's a Google um, kind of spreadsheet, and you can click on week one, you know, lesson three, and it's you know, motivation and goal setting, and you open it up, and there's a whole lesson plan. Again, that is, some are written by Sandy Knight, and um, but most we sent it out and, and made this a collaborative effort with ADs across the country, which gives it a nice kind of diverse viewpoint, too, of how a lot of different ADs or, or coaches might ap- approach motivation and leadership. Um, so it's, it's also, I think, pretty, um, pretty flexible, which is, I think, needed in this time. You could run it as a, as a 5 day week curriculum if you're not able to be on campus at all with your student-athletes. Or for us, we're having our coaches, you know, run it two or three days a week with their team over Zoom, and then they're on campus two days um, a week in those small cohorts. And it can even, even be used if, you know, re- return to play in those traditional seasons, but your team's really struggling with, um, you know motivation. So let me pull a couple of those lesson plans and let's sit as a team and and work on how you motivate yourself and what might motivate your team teammates. So um, we uh, we developed that. We've uh, spoke about it with the OSA and the Oregon. Um, Coaches Association, too, and just, um, I think, our administration sent it to some independent schools. And so just trying to have it be a resource. It's just another resource we want athletic directors and coaches to have during this really um, kind of difficult and unpredictable time.
0: That is so cool that you guys uh, put that together. And as you mentioned, it was a collaborative effort with uh, people contributing from across the country. Um, how can our listeners, um, you know, follow up with you and get some more information about this? Um, I guess, you know, what's your what's your email?
1: Yeah, sure. And I do want to mention too, we work with Diana Katao, a consultant. At the beginning, she she kind of helped with the the broader, um, you know, framework of it too. So I want to make sure she she gets. Um, in there as well but email is great it's it like i said it's a google link so I could just send send you the link and it's and it's ready to go and and like I said we want this just to be a resource for for anyone to use so williams k at Catlin dot edu and Catlin is c a t l i n dot edu and I could send it send it on your way
0: so that was williams k at catlin dot edu mm-hmm all right, uh, that's great. Thank you so much for uh, for sharing that. And uh, listeners, I encourage you to follow up. Um, Kate, this next question, you know, may uh, sound a little bit tricky, but I, I, I'm curious. Uh, again, I'm born and raised in Oregon, and uh, you know, spent uh, you know, uh, not quite half of my early career uh, there as a teacher and a coach. So I'm very familiar with the state. Uh, was just back this summer for ten days seeing. Family and college friends and that sort of thing. Um, you know, you're uh, uh, close to. You're not in Portland, but you're at Portland. So, you know, there's. You probably know where I'm going with this uh, next question. Um, the events of last spring uh, in Minneapolis and Atlanta. You know, recently in uh, you know Wisconsin. Um, have really brought to the forefront this idea of, uh, you know, social awareness, uh, social justice. So I've been asking our athletic directors, what are some things that we can do um, as ADs, um, you know, with our kids, our coaches, our our community, if you will, what are some things that that we can do better with regards to this idea of, you know, social issues, social awareness?
1: Yeah, I think – just giving our student athletes one a safe space to share any any thoughts that they have or talk about any of of the issues um to to make sure that we're listening and just listening and learning learning ourselves um i would say are probably the two two crucial things and in, in continuing to uh educate you know ourselves and, and, you know, the teams and there are great resources, um, out there. Our OSA has some great resources on their website. Catlin Gable has, um, you know, diversity inclusion office that we, we work closely with, but I think creating that, that safe space and, and just being there and, and listening, um, are pretty crucial.
0: No, great advice. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, We've also been asking our ADs, you know, what's your favorite part of the job? And of course, they always answer, oh, it's the kids, you know, as they should, you know, it (laughs) it is about the kids. Uh, But in addition to that, beyond that, um, what are some of your favorite things about being at Catlin Gable? What gets you excited about coming to work each day?
1: Um, I do have to say that the kids, I know you said it and everyone, did, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't say the, the student, the student athletes and, and sometimes too just um, watching watching their growth. We're we're fortunate enough it's a kindergarten or preschool through through twelfth, and some of the kids um, have gone there that whole entire time. Um, athletics runs um, sixth through twelfth grade. So sometimes we're seeing an athlete um, you know, from when they're five or six, but really involved with the athletic department in, in sixth grade all the way to 12th grade and just to see them grow in their in their leadership, in their communication. And I think, of, of course, there's going to be some, some learning moments or some, you know, some losses or some failures and kind of um, being there and being that support and helping them understand that those are moments to grow from and that will make them a, a stronger student athlete. So I think um, I really enjoy just, being a part of that and, and observing that. And then, you know, I always, I always think it's great that energy of, of a, a game day and going down, and making sure the field is just, you know, just, just right form or line, just right. Or, you know, you're in the, in the gym and the guy at the volleyball net right there and making sure it's, it's good and the signs are up and making sure that you're creating that um, atmosphere uh, for the the students that, you know, it, it makes them feel feel special and, 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 part of a, a bigger, you know, school community wide thing.
0: Oh, absolutely. That game day experience, yeah. you know, as you described at the field, the gym, you know, there's no other job like that. You know, uh, somebody works in an office, they don't get that. You know, we get that probably two or three times a day sometimes when you have multiple yeah, you games. Know? So that's You're great. There
1: you go, you know, then the game happens, you got the crowd and, you know, of course, of like athletic director, you know, you're watching the crowd and the officials and your coach and you, you kind of have a lot of um, different things you're watching it at once. But those moments where you can just, you know, that senior hits the, the three pointer from the corner and you've been watching that senior work on his shot for four years, you know, and then he has this moment, the crowd goes wild. Those are really special, um, you know, memories to be a, to be a part of you
0: know. And exactly. Something. The crowd goes wild. Okay. Yeah,
1: so well,
0: Kate, it's always uh, great to visit with somebody from Oregon. This has been, uh, you know, very special. I do have to ask a question. Ducks or beavers?
1: I was, I was wondering if you're going to ask that. I have to go with ducks. We're, we're a duck family. My cousin, uh, my cousin ran for, for them for a long time. So,
0: we got to go with ducks. Okay, well, I grew up in a family that, uh, you know, worshiped at the altar of the Oregon ducks and ended up, I married uh, my wife, the beaver. She, she okay. ran cross country and track for them. So we have our own civil war in the family, okay, but they uh, have
1: divided, right?
0: So. <laughs> um, like I said, this has been great, uh, but we're not done yet. Okay. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, you are, uh, Uh, a newer AD, but just now taking on a a new role you shared with me, you're going to be the interim AD uh, for this next year. So congratulations with that. Um, So I guess this might be a personal uh, uh, task. Uh, You know, your job is to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Kate's athletic director <laughs> toolbox
1: oh boy um let me think on this one for for a minute um i, you, I think each state is different for for me i've found that the osa um it's a great resource they have so so many resources at your fingertips but also just a phone call away and they are happy to work through any sort of issue or problem, so I'd say the first thing is do not be afraid to reach out to your uh, association. Use them as a resource. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions and um, make sure uh, that um, that you have all the, all the information. And there are great things on there, game day, little checklists, and all that stuff. Um, so um, be. I think, important. And then I would, I would say yeah, I'm going through different, <laughs> there are just so many moving parts, I think, in your day. You got to have your coaches serve, you know, making sure your coaches are all certified and, and, and ready to go. We got to make sure our, for our students that they're all, um, you know, they got their physicals and concussion forms in. And so kind of making sure those paperwork side things are taken care of as as well as the on the field field things
0: so mm-hmm. yeah. well i'm sure um, as the uh, year unfolds okay you're going to be uh putting more and more items uh in your toolbox uh to share down the road okay
1: yeah so i think too uh, you know and it you want to make sure you have a good good working relationship and good familiarity with your own school's community i was fortunate enough to to have a good understanding having been uh, alumni there and uh, actually one of my children attends there and so the long kind of uh, working relationship with Catlin but I think if you're kind of new and stepping into to a school really making sure that you are forming those relationships with you know with with the grounds or or with the enrollment or admissions office or with your other admin teams or uh, with the what is the school's kind of culture and and what it, how does athletics fit into that and really starting to build those relationships with everyone in the school because athletics kind of reaches every everyone in a school and so kind of making sure too that you're starting uh, to build those relationships because that's what's kind of key I think.
0: Absolutely, it's it's uh, all about those relationships because athletics touches everyone at the school. Either as a participant or as a or as a fan, a spectator. So uh, great stuff. Kate, thank you again for uh, being on the podcast today. Really great talking with you.
1: Yeah, thank you again for giving me the opportunity, and wish you the best in Florida with <laughs> the rest of your school year too. I know everyone's just i think doing the best that they can and and so really appreciate you giving me the opportunity and wish you the best too uh, with your school year
0: okay for our listeners remember if you want to get in touch with kate and uh, get more information about their athletic uh, virtual athletic curriculum uh, correct me if i'm wrong here williamsk at catlin.edu yes that's okay. fair. and to our listeners thanks as always for tuning in Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, this Zoom recording it will be available on the YouTube channel. That's the Educational Athletic Director, FIAAA YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening.